Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just a kid from the neighborhood, we're our kids from the neighborhood. Take me back to 9 to 6, I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side, I fall asleep all oh, sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. We are back for a Turkey Day edition of the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. As always, joined by Vineland High School football head coach Dan Russo. Coach, how we doing? Yeah, I'm doing uh, fine. Thanks. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, let's pick up where we left off. Unfortunately, a second-round playoff loss to uh, the eventual Group 5 champs. But take me through that game and... Uh, you know, what you saw on the field from your guys and unfortunately a loss to Williamstown. Yeah, you know, um, our kids, you know, gave it all they had, hung in there first half, you know, had a good first half. I think a combination of uh, not being able to score um, before halftime, even though we drove the whole field and the kids did an excellent job, but sometimes that's deflating when you get all those yards and you come up short, you know. Um we were just actually trying to run the clock out at first, but some of our plays worked so well. The kids did such a great job that we actually, you know, tried to score and tried to kick a field goal, didn't work. And then, you know, third quarter, they ran that kickoff back. Obviously, that hurt us too, and then things just got worse from there. But, you know, the kids fought to the end. Um, you know, punched two touchdowns, and not many teams are doing that against that defense. And, um, you know, they're back-to-back you know, sectional champs. Uh, like I said, Coach Fusa told us a great job. Um, last week, he actually invited me to their playoff game against Lenape, and I was inside the locker room, and I was on the sideline, and it was a unbelievable experience. He's, you know, he does a great job, and um, you know, those kids, you know, work hard too, and they put, you know, good run together, and uh, they were able to win back-to-back sectional championships, and uh, they get to go up to you know Giant Stadium again. But, um, you know, like I said, our kids gave it all they had. I'm very proud of them. Um, tough schedule, obviously. You know, th- three of the teams we lost to in the top 15 in the state, not South Jersey, the state. So, you know, Williamstown at one time was the highest-ranked public school in the state of New Jersey. So, you know, they got a you know, really good program. And, uh, you know, we're going to move forward and we're going to focus, you know, on Millville, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue um, our trend. We're going for four in a row now, so kids are working hard. We've had a great week and a half of practice, and uh, they're going to give it all they have Thursday. Now, one one positive I took away from that Williamstown game is the last three times before 
this most recent playoff game, you guys were only able to put up seven points on them. Like you said, you scored 14. Obviously, it's a small step, but being able to find ways to score against that defense, um, you know, just for the now and for the future, I think is a big positive because this isn't the last time you guys will see Williamstown uh, in your coaching tenure, in some of these players' uh, playing careers. So I think that uh, that was a, a small positive. And then just the fact that the players never quit. You know, they were going out there every single drive, making sure they were doing everything in their power to, uh, you know, come away with points. And even if it didn't work, they held their heads high. And I thought uh, that was a positive sign to see from this team. Yeah, no doubt. But um, like we mentioned, it's a really good team. And I was proud of the guys for getting a couple touchdowns and, um, you know, having some positive plays. Um, That sophomore class of those guys, I think, when uh, either three three and five or you know, um, four and five, something like that as sophomores, and they built that back up in the last two years, those sophomores with juniors and seniors. And um, that kid, Aaron Lewis, is a game changer. He, That kid's motor doesn't stop. Um, I, I got to meet him the other night. You know, I've met him in our games, but I got to spend some time with him and talk to him and see him talk to the team and what a special talent he is. And um, as you know, he's going to Michigan, but he's a game changer. And, um, you know, I like watching him play, but I like watching him play for Michigan better than Williamstown, so I'm relieved that he won't be back next year because, as you know, they're in our conference now. Our new conference got announced, mm-hmm. and it's Williamstown, Lenape, uh, Shawnee, and then St. Augustine, and then obviously Vinland Millville. So we're going to see Williamstown the next two years. We're not, you know, that was a scheduled week zero game that Coach Fusatol and I agreed to play. That wasn't on our schedule, and, you know, in order to be the best, you got to play the best, and it got us better, and uh, we know where we need to be. For sure, and you know, being able to play them four times in the last two years, I think, is a, a huge benefit for you guys moving forward, uh, especially with them being in your conference now. But tell me a little bit about you know the experience of being on the sideline for their playoff game. You know, as a coach, how much does that motivate you to <clears throat> want to get this Vineland team to where Williamstown was at these last two years? Yeah, you know, we're close. You know, we're uh, kids are working hard, keeping the kids home. Things are getting much better. Um, you know, I got a lot of respect for Coach Vusatol. We talk, you know, weekly usually, especially during the football season the last couple of weeks, and um, became good friends with him and uh, got a lot of respect for him. And, uh, you know, you're in my profession here you want to try to be the best coach you can and learn from other people that have been there and you know as a good coach you're not narrow-minded you want to get new ideas and make sure you're staying fresh and don't get stale in your own program so you know I'm definitely learning some things from him and it's you know been exciting to spend some time with him and uh you know we'll be rooting for him you know next weekend at a giant stadium so going to continue that relationship you know he's got a real great coaching staff uh, get to talk to the offensive coordinator, Coach uh, Gallagher. He's a real good guy, too. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of respect for us, and we have a lot of respect for them. They compliment my guys all the time and say how aggressive we play and kids, you know, see how hard they're working. And, uh, you know, that's where we want to be. So we're going to do our best, you know, to compete with them, and hopefully someday we can beat them. For sure. And uh, next opponent, though, is – the longest-running rival in the state of New Jersey is Millville. The Thanksgiving showdown coming up. 
Uh, I saw a friend of the show in Daily Journal uh, extraordinaire, Tom McGurk, took the trophy, and I know that boils your blood a lot. Um, tell me a little bit about, as you guys head into going for four straight uh, against Millville, what this game means to you. Yeah, it means everything to the kids and the staff and the community, and uh, it's the biggest game of the year, one of the longest rivalries in the country, and, uh, you know, we're real excited. And, um, you know, I feel honored to be the coach, you know, for this and for the last uh, six years moving into the seventh here now. And uh, I saw something uh, pretty significant today. I told the kids, you know, they're making history these last three, four years with all the winning they've been doing. And um, I guess Tom McGurk put in one of his uh, tweets, he said something along the lines, or he said we haven't, beaten Millville four years in a row since uh, President Roosevelt was wow. in office. <laughs> I looked it up and it was like 19th, late 1930s, early 1940s wow. or something like that. So um, unless there was something wrong in the, the history books, you know, that's what the, he's, you know, Tom McGurk tweeted out today. So the, I thought that was pretty significant. That's remarkable. <laughs> so, uh, you know, our kids are excited. We've been at Gatone all week. You know, our practice field's tired, so um, we gave it a break. And um, fortunately for us, we have that, you know, field all lined, always lined for us at Gatone, so we've been busting over there and uh, taking advantage of that facility. And we've had a, you know, great week of practice. You know, kids are excited. And, um, you know, this senior class, all they've known is uh, beating Millville. So hopefully that continues and we can make it four in a, four in a row, and it's going to be a tough game. They're a good team as well. We're both five and five. They've had, you know, some close ones. We've had some close ones, and uh, I think it's it's lining up to be a real real good one. I see we have some bad weather coming in. It's unfortunate. I wish it would have been like today. It's like sixty five. We're chilling Beautiful. out there, but um, looks like some cold weather's coming in. So we'll have to see. How do you get some of these guys who have never experienced this game? to that same energy level as these seniors who, like you said, only know winning against Millville, but how do you get them kind of entrenched in what this rivalry means, uh, you know, to the city, to the school, to this t- this particular team as well? How do you get them kind of just mentally prepared and let them understand the significance of what this game means? Yeah, you know, I've been talking to them last week and a half now that we're focused, you know, our sites are focused on Millville and uh, just telling them how special this game is, you know, I played for Violin, obviously, and um, those games you remember. You know, some of the other ones you don't remember as much, but you remember every Violin Millville game, and it's great tradition. And, uh, you know, we're real excited, you know, for this game. It starts, you know, hopefully tomorrow night they still have the bonfire. I know um, there's some wind scheduled, so hopefully the fire department can still handle But if not, it is what it is. It gets out of your hands. And uh, and then, you know, Thursday morning the Violin Fire Department makes uh, – breakfast for us it's really awesome so the band and the cheerleaders and the football team get to eat breakfast together it's really nice and then you know we're going to bust over to Millville now going into uh this game obviously like you said you played for Vineland uh I played one year of Vineland football as well this rivalry is something that's kind of just it's taught to you growing up uh being from Vineland or being from Millville um how special is this rivalry to you in this game in particular, knowing that you played in this game uh, multiple times and now you get to coach in it, you know, going into, you know, round seven of it. 
Yeah, it means everything. I mean, it's the uh, most important game of the year here, you know, for both towns, and everybody gets uh, pumped up, and it's always a fun day, and you, know, you always have good crowds, and, um, you know, last, I don't know, four or five years, you know, I'd say, f let's see here, four years we had that one close one. Last four or five years they've been very competitive, meaning the game itself, and um, both teams have had you know, lots of, a lot of success. And, um, you know, I think, it's like I said, it's lined up to be another good one. We both have similar records, played similar teams, and uh, you know, I've watched them on film. Uh, coach Thomas is doing an excellent job there. He's a really good coach, and uh, his staff is doing a nice job. And the players, you know, they, they've worked extremely hard as well. And um, should be a good one. Now, I, I brought up earlier when Tom McGirt comes to take that trophy, I know it gets under your skin. Uh, what was your message to the guys this year, knowing uh, when he came to take the trophy? I know last year he said that thing's going to be right back here come uh, you know post-Thanksgiving. What was kind of the message to the guys? Well, my athletic director put him, got him through the back door so I didn't have to <laughs> see it because he knows how I am. I'm a little hyper at times, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh Nah, we want it back. Obviously, it's nice having it there. We got, you know, Donnie Robbins got it sent out and got it, um, you know, fixed up. It was getting a little tired, so he t they had a little bit of a tune-up on it. Got some of the uh, plaques on it, too, with the scores uh, updated. So it looks great, and um, hopefully we'll be bringing it back Thursday. And I know you love seeing it in that case when you walk by it, so you definitely yeah. want that thing back. And No doubt. Uh to, like you said, having not won this many in a row of this game since the World War II era, to be able to you know be a part of this era of this rivalry, how cool is that? To know that there's potential for even more history to be written. Yeah, you know, uh, Jimmy Cavaliero told me that um, he thought it was like the early 70s, but he's going to check his... Uh, you know history books too and we're going to get it straightened out but even if it's from the early 70s that's still a long time but if it's from the late 30s to the <laughs> early 40s that's a whole nother level so we'll uh we'll have to wait and see what some of the uh, history buffs here and both communities can come up with but um you know nothing better than winning on thanksgiving you know um if we went on thanksgiving i'll go home and i'll eat and if we go. lose i won't eat anything <laughs> <laughs> now uh you know, you talked about these seniors. They've won this game all three years of their high school careers. How much does their leadership factor kind of come into this game, knowing that they know what it takes to win in kind of a quote-unquote hostile environment where you're going against your biggest rival all season long? Uh, how much does that kind of become an extension of the coaching staff to prepare uh, the guys for this game? Yeah, it's a mindset. You have to go in there and uh, perform and uh... – play disciplined, uh, violent football. You know, don't worry about what's going on outside the fenced area. Just focus inside that gridiron, you know, just, you know, perform and do everything you did at practice last week and a half and, you know, play hard. And, uh, you know, our kids will. They'll be ready. And obviously you never want to see talent from your team end up moving on, but you want to see them succeed. And unfortunately – this is going to be the last game for a lot of guys that have been with this program the last, you know, three, two years, uh, notably Ryan Shelton, Tyreen Powell. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. This is quite a big senior class. Uh, what are you most looking forward to uh, watching these guys 
put on the Vineland uniform one more time and, you know, go out with a bang. Yeah, you always like to send them out on the on a winning note, so um, hopefully that trend will continue. But, you know, it's going to be special. Those names you mentioned, you know, Ryan, Tyreem, Conrad, and, you know, Nazir, they played youth football together for many years, and I, it kind of freaks me out <laughs> when I see them, number one, playing for Violent High School, and then number two, when they're seniors. Because I do my best to get down to our youth football games and, and see, you know, the, the kids of Island playing at a younger age. And, uh, you know, it's, it's surreal, man. It's, you see these kids as youngsters, and then next thing you know, they're six foot two and six foot five and 200 plus pounds, and you just look at them. And then it's really freaky when you go see them play in college, these guys that we've had, and um, I'm real proud of them. You know, the kids just need to be in the right situation, you know, with the right support and good environment, and um, they're really taking advantage of it. And uh, like I mentioned before, I feel like we're just getting started. I feel like, you know, we're getting better every year as far as as a program, and we're going to keep working hard and uh, do our best to be competitive every year. Those four names you mentioned, obviously, Tyreem, Ryan, Nasir, Conrad, how much have they meant to, you know, just this program in general the last four years and uh, what you guys have been able to build, you know, moving forward as you started this program from the ground up, essentially getting it back to where it needed to be. These four were, you know, big instrumental players in getting it to that point. How much have they meant to you as a coach, uh, you know, to be able to have them the last four years? It means everything. The number one thing that comes to mind is trust their families and and the players along with it trusted us meaning the coaches and I um, to put them in the right situation because a lot of them have a lot of opportunities and um, I really feel like we're you know building something special here and you know these kids are buying in and you know those kids we've mentioned <clears throat> they were the best kids to, you know we've got great kids but these kids were on a different level they were uh you know, advanced in the youth program, and um, they're still advanced. And, uh, you know, when you get the leaders of those teams and the best players of those teams to go to your high school, then the rest follow. And, um, you know, it's been great to watch. And um, it means the world to me that, you know, like I said, they trusted us, trusted our program, trusted their community. And, you know, what? they're, they're going to have great memories. They grew up in Vineland. They played for Vineland and all their, you know, great – you know, sports memories will be playing for Violent High School and playing at one of the best facilities in the state, at Catone Stadium, and, uh, you know, we're real proud of them. Now, I know those four have to be fired up for this game, knowing it's the, the final time that they'll face Millville. Uh, what have they been like in practice to kind of get this team ready to go leadership-wise, just, you know, firing the rest of the guys up to uh, just be prepared for this game and, you know, go in there and show Millville what this Violent team was made of in 2019? Yeah, the word of the day today was hustle. Hustle getting your pads on, hustle on the bus, hustle back. We, you're down to hours now, you know what I'm saying? It's crunch time, you know, and um, each minute counts. So I don't want to waste any time on the practice field or in transport or logistics. I mean, no matter what you're doing, hustle. Don't walk on the field. Coach calls you, do something, you know. 
you hustle. So today, the word of the day was hustle, and they, they did a nice job of that. And they were focused, and, um, you know, we're getting close to crunch time here, so I want to make sure they're prepared. How has practice been? Obviously, it's a shortened week because of a Thursday game. Um, what's the, the practice environment been like to get ready for this game, and uh, how has practice kind of unfolded? Yeah, um, this week is a challenge logistically because we have kids playing from the tech school and they're a full day and we're a half day and the coaches and I that work in the school have uh, parent meetings so we have to juggle a lot this week and um, I think we've achieved greatness in practice this week because of some of the adversity we've had and it's my job to organize it so we had a nice window from you know 2:30 till about 5:30 where you know we could bust them at 2:30, 2:45, get going at practice and bust them back at 5:30. So it was it's always good to change things up too. It gets a little stale out there sometimes on the practice field especially the way the condition it's in now due to us using it all season. And um to be able to bust them to uh you know get tone and change you know our routine has been a has been a positive because you know you got to change it up you know big on that so things don't get stale you know we go uppers this week you know non-contact uh, we want to make sure every kid is healthy feeling great has fresh legs and is ready to go and, and peaks thursday so it's been i i feel like we've achieved greatness this week in practice and i'm confident that will translate to greatness on thursday how does that kind of off-field adversity, like you said, having to you know juggle half days and full days between the tech school and the, the regular high school, having parent meetings for the coaches, how does that help translate to you know just overcoming adversity while you guys are on the field and while you guys are coaching? Yeah, there's always going to be adversity in your day-to-day, so um, we dealt with it. They're focused. They were on time. They did what they had to do, whether it was waiting after school and being supervised by you know, staff, or it was going home and then, you know, getting a ride there and whatnot. So uh, it worked out, and uh, everybody was there, and everybody was focused and engaged, and like I said, it was a great week of practice. Now, I know during the playoffs, obviously, people get banged up. How is the injury status for everyone, and we look and all systems go? All systems go, man. Everybody's 100% and uh, flying around excited. That's what we love to hear. Now, as you guys get set for this game, um, you know, what are some things you're looking for from this team in, the, you know, the final go-round um, to just see what they're able to, you know, do out on that field? Yeah, you know, do our best to play mistake-free football. Um, as far as defending them, we have to do our best to eliminate their big play potential with some of their, uh, you know, their their star players. They've got some good ones too. And, um, you know, on offense, we've got to be able to sustain drives. We've got to be able to run the ball. You know, and also with special teams, we have to eliminate some uh, mistakes there and get better. So we've addressed those issues, and um, like I said, uh, I've had a great week of practice, and I'm confident that will translate into you know greatness on Thursday. Oldest running rivalry in the state, uh, a Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, what should we expect? You know, as spectators, as fans, uh, what should they expect from this go around of Vineland Millville from a Vineland perspective. Yeah, like I mentioned, you know, the kids are ready to go. They're uh, chomping at the bit. 
Um, you know, it can be a long process waiting for this game, but uh, fortunately for us, we're a playoff team. There wasn't as much downtime as there has been in the past, so uh, kids are peaking at the right time. Like they're healthy. Um, you can expect a lot of passion from our program, from our players, and from our coaches, and um, you can expect you know 100% from everybody involved. And I know the community's all pumped up and. I get a lot of text messages and uh, phone calls, you know, words of encouragement. So I appreciate all that. And so do the kids. And um, we're hoping everybody gets out and wears their red and gray to the game. And uh, hopefully the turkey will taste as good as it has the last three years. How fun is it always to see, you know, even in, even when the game is in Millville, to have, you know, alumni come out to the game, to have former players come out to the game and support because they know how important this game is. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we have a – it's nice to see like our former players now that we've coached and um you know how excited they are and they're proud of the program and they're like tell them they're always part of it you know um unfortunately you can't play forever but you know, they're always part of that violent football program and you know the kids that we've coached and then the kids you know before them the guys that played at violent the alumni um uh, you know we're all in this together we're all family we're all brothers and uh you know, it's it's been fun to be a part of, and I'm very proud of, you know, where the program is now, and we're going to work our tails off, you know, to continue getting better. Still got this Vineland Millville game, but how strange is it that after this one, we'll be talking about Tyreen Powell, Ryan Shelton, uh, Nasir Broom, and Conrad Jackson in the alumni roundup? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a lot of college coaches reaching out to me. We're going to address that after this game because I want them focused, and, um, you know, obviously with Tyreem, he's uh, he's committed to Virginia Tech, and um, he'll be in going to Virginia Tech in January. But uh, with the other guys, we're getting a lot of phone calls and emails, and I'm telling, I'm fully recommending those kids to play college football. So, and there's some others as well. But uh, it goes by quick, man. It's <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I can remember just even this past season. You know, you're in June and you're chomping at the bit to get going and rocking and rolling here, and you know, off season strength and conditioning starts in January, but I feel like yesterday we were starting that. It goes with a snap finger, I feel like now. So, uh, you know, we're in the home stretch here, and uh, we want to send these guys out with a big win. Feels like yesterday we were at Eastland Golf Course introducing season two of this show, but as we always do, let's uh, let's round up with the alumni. Obviously, the uh, the big news with Rutgers is the whole Greg Schiano situation. Um, you know, have you been able to talk to Isaiah and Naheem about what's going on? You know, what has, uh, you know, this situation been like from their perspective? Yeah, I spoke with both of them, you know, they're great kids and they're positive and they're just, you know, waiting to see, you know, what happens, but I'm hoping that all parties get back to the table and they fix this and coach Shiano is the next, you know, head football coach at Rutgers because in my opinion you need a big name to get these players and he's the big name you want to play in the Big Ten you need a big time coach alright and he's I don't know Coach Shiano personally but I know his body of work and um, he's been one of the most successful coaches in their history and um, I can remember being at a satellite camp at, at um Fairly Dickinson, it was uh, Rutgers was hosting it. You know, Coach Ash 
And then Ohio State was there with Urban Meyer, and Coach Shiano was there, and then Temple was there. But I can remember all the New Jersey football coaches bypassing Urban Meyer to go speak with Coach Shiano. He has the respect of all the high school football coaches in the state, in my opinion, from what I saw. It was He was so jam-packed. I didn't even have the opportunity just to introduce myself and say hi to him. At the time, he was the uh, defensive coordinator for Ohio State. But you look at his body of work, what he's done. You know, He's been the head coach of Rutgers, was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then he takes you know a little time off. Then he goes, and, and next thing you know, he's the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. I mean, if Rutgers doesn't hire him, I've seen on some uh, – social media forums that other schools are looking at him as well so hopefully this gets fixed he's a jersey guy um he's saying all the right things he's been at other big 10 schools he knows what they have and he's not asking for more he's just asking for the same he's never going to get it's going to be very hard to get more than some of these big time schools that have been doing it for years but hopefully he can build it up to that but he needs to start with a level playing field with some of the schools that are in his you know, conference. So I'm kind of getting disheartened from watching two kids that are part of our football family taking these losses every week that aren't even competitive. So I, they need to fix it. They need to fix it quick. For sure. And you look at Coach Ciano, you don't get the coach in the NFL for nothing. Sure, the, the stint was short, but you don't get that opportunity every day. And to have his body of work – like you said, at Rutgers, coaches with the Buccaneers and then goes to coach with Urban Meyer at Ohio State, one of the most prolific college football programs you know, in the world. Um, the, the body of work speaks for itself, and I agree. I think they need to get this thing settled sooner rather than later. Some other alumni uh, news, Jamil Demby was on the field for Monday Night Football last night against the Ravens, obviously in a tough loss, but uh, pretty cool to uh, have Jamil this season be part of Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football now. Yeah, what a, what an incredible kid he is, and um, so proud of him, and everyone in Violence so proud of him. He's, you know, he's a role model here in town, and playing in the NFL, and he did everything the right way. He was excellent student. I don't remember him ever having any type of uh, discipline issues as far as um, his tenure at Violent High School. I, I can't remember anything. He was perfect in the classroom, great in the community, playing in the NFL, and I'm um, real proud of him. And can't wait to see him the rest of this season and how good he'll be you know, in the following season. So, you know, like I said, real proud of him. And I know he will continue to trend upwards because that's just the kind of kid he is. Definitely. He's not going to settle. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to do whatever it takes to get his game to the next level from wherever it is at this point in time uh, moving forward. How have the rest of the, uh, you know, college athletes been as the college football season is, you know, slowly winding down now? Have you been able to talk to uh, the rest of the guys that were playing in the NCAA this year? Yeah. yeah I've, I've uh, Isaiah Blakely was at our practice the other day. It was great to see him. You know, hopefully we'll see Rob as well soon. I know DeAndre had a great year at Montclair. Um as we know, uh, Otis and uh, Shane had a great season at Alvernia. Both got a lot of playing time. Um, we've got a uh, kid, too, I'd like to mention, Rodney Melton. He's playing at like a JUCO in uh, California. I, gotta, I noticed that from yeah, uh, he was, uh, 
we got him for either uh, possibly want to say two years, but I, you know, I'm, I'm just I know he transferred in from one of our other uh, a local school around mm-hmm. here or something, our neighboring school I should say. Um, but he had a real good career for us, and he's doing a great job. So uh, we're going to continue to follow him. I think a first team all conference. So congratulations awesome. to uh, Rodney Melton, and he's doing extremely well too. I know Noah Sandstone's, you know, going to get healthy this off season. He should have a great uh, junior season. Wow, am I That's really crazy. saying that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, looking forward to seeing him, and uh, you know, Bachma, you know, was doing his best to get healthy as well. He had like a foot issue, so uh, you know, congratulations to all our our kids, our former players, and uh, hopefully we'll see him over on uh, Thanksgiving. One last uh, bit of news too as you bring up the juco there was news that there's a potential for the first one in the state of new jersey coming up how big would that be in terms of you know just getting guys that may not be exactly at the d1 level just yet but need that little extra push from a junior college football program yeah it'd be awesome you know hopefully some of these other uh, county colleges follow suit and um keep continue to build you know build the sport here um it's all about getting kids out active and playing football and uh, having fun and being on a team and learning that team concept and uh, being part of a brotherhood and a family, your extended family. I mean, I can't say enough positive words about, you know, football and how much, you know, I love it. We love it. Can't get enough of it. And um, I think it prepares you for life. It teaches you how to be a team player and be disciplined at what you do and have respect you know, for people, and, um, you know, hopefully these other colleges follow suit. Coach, one more game on this schedule, Thanksgiving morning against Millville. Let's go get that trophy back. Wishing you nothing but the best uh, on Thanksgiving, and make sure you guys get out to the game because if you have never been part of a Vineland-Millville experience, whether it's from a spectator point of view in the game, coaching it like Coach Russo or being in the media, it is one of the more exciting games in all of football at any level to be a part of and uh it's going to be a very exciting thanksgiving 2019 yes it will we uh we have uh a surprise for set the coach thomas and i discussed and um it should be neat uh we have a cool uh theme that'll be uh going on that day so everyone listen you're gonna have to wait and see what happens on game day and uh, Coach Thomas and I might have an exciting announcement as well. So uh, got a lot of respect for Coach Thomas and, uh, you know, what he's done over there um, at Millville. And um, we're looking forward to have a nice, you know, old-school, clean, disciplined football game between two great rivals. And um, hopefully we'll have all our fans with us to help us get us over the top. So looking forward to that game and uh, going to be an exciting one. And we want to sprinkle a little bit of W on top of our turkey after that game. But make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI and at VinelandFB to stay up to date with everything Vineland football. And then make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn app, or Radio.com. Coach? Let's go get this W. Let's bring the trophy back to that trophy case and uh, have a fun, exciting Thanksgiving day. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Kyle. Talk to you soon, my man. This has been...
Turkey Day 2019's edition of the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Coach, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. from the neighborhood where our kids from a neighborhood take me back to 96 i fall asleep with the rain